Learning that chesim and base. So at the bottom of chesim and aleph, we saw Ula said that an amud, uh, a pillar in the street, Rosh Hashanah, four by four tefachim wide and nine tefachim tall, even though it should be a karmelis, but since Rabbim Akat from all of the the public, they use it, they put things down on it when they need to rest, when they're walking through the street, so therefore it's considered a Rosh Hashanah mamish. So Rav Yosef said, Hu Adinaguma. Also, if you have a pit in the street. It's nine tefachim deep, four by four wide. It's also considered rishus rabim. And Rav says no, because a shimush idea the chak lo shemei shimush. Something that you use idea the chak. It's not so practical to reach down into that pit and put something there. It's only idea the chak. It's only with uh, with effort. That's not going to be considered a shimush, and that's not going to make it into rishus rabim. It'll still be a kindless. So last word on chesem and aleph eisve if a kasha on Rava tav chesem beis. It says in Iskavin Lishvois Birshasarabim Veniach Eruvai Bibar. A person wants to be Shoivais in Rishasarabim and he puts his Eruv in a bar. What's this talking about? So there's something called Eruvai Tchumen. You want to be able to walk uh, far away on Shamas. Haridalach is on Shamas. You're only allowed to walk 2,000 Namas away from where you are or outside of the city where you are. You want to walk further, you can put an Eruv. means you put some food more somewhere outside the city, let's say 2,000 Namas outside the city. Then you can walk another 2,000 Amas. The idea is that even though you're in the city, we consider you to be where your Erev is. Wherever you put your food for Shabbos, that's where you are. So if your food is 2,000 Amas outside the city, your Erev is there, that's where you are. That's called where your Shabbos. In other words, where you are when Shabbos comes in, that's where your Kainish Shiza, you acquire Shabbos and the Tchum Shabbos of 2,000 Amas from wherever your food is. So the case is a person puts his uh, food outside the city, 2,000 hours outside the city. Neskavin lish bois brishas rabim. He had kavana to be shavis, meaning that he should be when Shabbos comes in, where his food is, in rishas harabim. But he actually put the food in a bar. So he was planning on being right on the street, 2,000 hours outside the city. He said, that's where I am. But the food wasn't right there. The food was to the side, inside of a pit. So now it depends. If it's above ten tefachim, the eruv is in eruv. Lamatli miasarat tefachim. If it's below ten tefachim, any eruv eruv the eruv is not an eruv. Now it doesn't. It's not clear what does it mean above ten tefachim and below ten tefachim. Hey chidami. What's exactly the case of above and below ten tefachim? Ilayma. If you're going to say the bard is beasara, we're talking about a bar that has ten tefachim, meaning the bar is four by four tefachim wide. It's more than ten tefachim deep, which is considered a rishus ayachid. Ulamala, and then the word Lamala means the Dalaiva He raised it up, meaning he put his Eruv inside the pit, but higher up in the first ten Tachim. Ulamata, then what does it mean? Lamata, the Tataiva he went further down and put it further down in the pit. It's a question of where it is in the pit. Is it above in the upper ten Tachim of the pit or below that? But then, if that's the case, Mali Lamala, Umali Lamata, what difference does it make whether the Eruv is above? In the pit or below the tenth vachim in the pit doesn't matter. In any event, he's in one place in the rishus rabim. His eruv is in another place in the bar, which is rishus yachid. Meaning, if the bar has the dimensions of four by four vachim and it's more than ten vachim deep, so the bar is rishus yachid. It doesn't matter where something is in the bar, how high or how low it is inside the bar. Anything in that bar is considered in rishus yachid. And the person who intended to be outside the bar, he's in rishus rabim. So, how does the Eruv work? Because the the food that's your Eruv has to be accessible to you. If you 
are trying to be on the street and your food is inside the pit and you can't get it because the streets are just rabbim and the pit is just yachid, so it's not going to work, it's not going to be an error. So rather, it's got to be We're talking about a board that doesn't have 10, meaning, meaning Rashi explains that according to this chart, what it means is when we say that, the, that it's more than 10, it means the bar is more than 10 tzvachim deep, and that's a problem. When it's less, it means it's less than 10 tzvachim deep and then the bar is not a Rosh right? If the bar is more than 10 Tvachim deep, it's Rosh Hashayachid. If the bar is less than 10 Tvachim deep, then it's not Rosh Hashayachid. And then we would say that your Eruv is a good Eruv. Because Tanya says then, right, if the bar is less than 10 Tvachim, Eruv Eruv, the Eruv is a good Eruv. So now what do you see? Bechaira, if the Allah will be that when the Eruv is less than 10 Tvachim, sorry, if the Allah will be that when the bar is less than 10 Tvachim, it's considered a Carmelist, right? It's 4 by 4 Tvachim. And it's less than 10 Tvachim. So let's say it's 9 Tvachim. So if we're going to say that it's still a Carmelis, so then how could your Erev be an Erev? Again, after all, you're in the street in Erev Shusarabim, and your Erev is in the Carmelis. So just like if the Erev was in Erev Shusayachid, we would say it's not an Erev because he can't bring it to you, because it's Asamid Raisa to bring the Erev to where you are. So also if the bar is considered a Carmelis, it's Asamid Rabbanan to bring the food to where you are. So it also shouldn't be an Erev. So if it says that your Erev is a good Erev, that means you could bring the food to you, that means that the bar that's nine tzvachim deep is considered a rishus rabbim. So you're in rishus rabbim, and your eruv is also in rishus rabbim. So almost, what do we see if the bar when it's nine tzvachim deep is considered rishus rabbim? It must be that we see that tashmish idea that the shimush, the use that the rabbim will use it. When you have a pit of nine tzvachim deep in the street, people when they walk by are going to put things there. They're going to come back and get it. It's called a shimush, even though it's idea chak, even though it's with some difficulty. You have to bend down and put it in there, and bend down and take it up. Doesn't matter. Shmeitash, which is still called the Shimush, and since the Rabbim, the public uses it, it makes it into the Rishus Rabbim. So that's a question on Rava. Right? Rava said that Atashmish Hadrach is not Atashmish. This sounds to be like of Yasef, who says that Atashmish Hadrach is Atashmish. So the Gemara says that uh, Rava gave two answers. Zimnim Mishanili. So sometimes, or one time, he answered him that no, really, who Veiruvo Bekarmelis? Really, he and the Eruv are both in the Karmelis. Meaning, when the Brisa says here, that if he's in the Rishas Sarabim and the Eruv is in the bar, it's not literally that he's in the Rishas Sarabim. He's in a Carmelis. Why does the Raisa call it a Rishas Sarabim if he's really in a Carmelis? If he's in the Rishas Yachid, it's just that it's not a Rishas Yachid. I mean, the important thing was, he's not in the Rishas Yachid. He's in the Rishas Sarabim or something like that, a Carmelis. And then, if the if the bar is more than 10 Tvachim with Rishas Yachid, he can't take from Rishas Yachid to a Carmelis, then it's not an Eruv. And if the bar is less than 10 Tvachim, so then the bar is a Carmelist also. So then the bar is in the Carmelist, and you're in the Carmelist, so that's fine. Zinn another time, he gave a different tarot. He said, no, no, Taka Really like you understood, he's in the Rishus and when it's less intense, Vachim, so it's considered a Carmelist, so that means his Eruv is in the Carmelist. So now, why is that a good Eruv? Why is it different than when it's more than 10? If it's more than 10, Vachim, so we say the Eruv is in the Rishus and he can't bring it to you, so therefore it's not an Eruv. So why, if it's less than 10 Tvachim, if it's 9 Tvachim, when it's considered a Karmelis, is it any better? You still can't bring it to you. So Gabriel says, it's not true that you can't bring it to you. For Rebbe, because this Braisa is like Rebbe. The Amar, because Rebbe holds, anything that's only in the like Karmelis, right? There's being something from a Karmelis in the Rishus Rabbanan, in the That's called the Shvas. So anything that's also Mishum Shvas, because of an Isid Rabbanan, the word Shvas means Isid Rabbanan and Shavas. So anything that's also because of the Isid Rabbanan and Shvas, like Gazu all of they were not Gazu on the Benishmashes. On Erev Shabbos, after Shkia, between Shkia and Tesukachavim, in this man of Safik, we call it Benishmashes. 
twilight, that's considered a suffix, Yom Safik Laila. So for the Dirabanans, the Shvosim, they were in Geyser according to Rabbi. So therefore, it happens to be that the critical moment for an Erev is Benishmashas. An Erev is Chal, an Erev takes effect, Benishmashas. So since according to Rabbi Talacha is that they were in Geyser on a Shvos Benishmashas, so even if your Erev is in the Carmelis and you're in the Rishas Rabbim, it's not a problem, it could still work. Because to take from the Carmelis to the Rishas Rabbim is only Yenis Rabban and Shvos, they weren't Geyser on a Shvos Benishmashas. So therefore your Erev would be a good Erev, as opposed to when it's then it's Rishus Yachid, so then it wouldn't work. And then Rav says, don't say that uh, I'm just pushing you off. Meaning Rav says, I'm giving you Terutzim, and I'm giving you real Terutzim. Because it's really true that a Shimush a use that with difficulty is not considered a Shimush. I'm not just pushing you off. I'm telling you to you, you have to say this Terutzim, because the Allah is what I'm saying, that a use that is not a use, and therefore a bar that's only nine Tvachim deep, would not be considered a Rishus Arabim. It can't be, and I'll prove it to you. The Tanah says in the Mishnah, If you had a puddle of water, Rishus Arabim Malechus, and the Rishus Arabim, the road is walking, is walking right through it, meaning the road goes right through this puddle. There's a puddle in the middle of the road. People who walk on the streets, they walk right through the puddle. So it's considered Rishus Arabim. Hazarit Lutaychi Arabim is a person who throws something and it goes four Amis in this puddle. He's Chai. Bekamu Rakak. Now, how deep could this rakak be? Kamu rakak ma'im, how deep could this puddle of water be to be considered a rishus rabim? Pachas mi'asarat vachim. It's got to be less than 10 vachim. When it's less than 10 vachim, it's negligible. The people walk through it. It's considered rishus rabim. And then the Mishnah seemingly repeats itself for rakak ma'im. And if a puddle of water, rishus rabim alechazbo, that the rishus rabim goes right through it, when the person throws something in it, so the Mishnah repeats itself, literally. So Bishlam Rakak Rakak Trezimni. So I can understand why the word Rakak Rakak is re- is repeated twice, because Chad Yosecham once talking about a puddle in the summer, but Chad Yosecham once talking about a puddle in the winter of and it's necessary. Meaning the Mishnah needed to tell me that the same halacha applies to a puddle in the summer as well as to a puddle in the winter. Why? The Mishnah would only tell me, would only teach me about a puddle in the summer. You see, I would say then. It's considered Rishus Rabbim Davidi Inshi the Likuruin of Shai because people are are accustomed to cool themselves off, right? A person in the summer might walk into the water just to cool them off. It's hot. I will be Moisagishamim, but in the rainy season, in the winter, then I would say no, it's not Rishus Rabbim. Who is going to walk through the water? Everyone's going to go around it, and since everyone's going to go around the puddle, right? They don't want to get cold. It's freezing cold as it is. They're going to go around it, so therefore it couldn't be considered Rishus Rabbim. So the mission didn't just say no. There too is Rishus Rabbim. And if the mission would only have taught us that in the winter a puddle is considered Rishus Rabbim, I would say Agav de Mitnif, because that's because since anyway the person is dirty, in the winter you're dirty from everything in the street, the rain and the mud, so it might happen that you go down into the puddle. You don't care so much not to go into the puddle, because anyway you're filthy. But in the summer, you're clean. So then maybe a person wouldn't go into the puddle, and therefore Davka in the summer, it wouldn't be considered Rishas Rabbim because people are going to be avoiding it to keep clean. So that's why it was necessary for the mission not to talk about two puddles, a puddle in the summer and a puddle in the winter. They're both Rishas Rabbim. But the word Hiluch, meaning why does the mission have to put in the phrase Rishas Rabbim Mahalachasbo? And Rishas Rabbim is passing through, is walking through it. Why does the mission say that twice? Every time the mission talks about a puddle, it says, and the Rishus Rabbim is walking through it. So why is it important to talk about that the Rishus Rabbim is walking through, that the Tibor, the public, walk through it? 
Why does it need to tell me that? Elav, rather, it must be that the Mishnah is teaching me, Shema, you know, I understand from here, that Hiluch, that walking through a puddle, for example, which is, it's not, uh, <coughs> um, so, you know, you do it with a little bit of difficulty to go through the water and you get wet and dirty, but, Fine, if you're walking, that's called walking. That's called the use. But you just use something, and it's with difficulty. That's not called the use. So here you learn this point. In other words, the Mishnah needed to say that it's only because you're walking through the puddle that we would consider it a Rishon Sarabim. If you were putting things in there, and it was with difficulty, that wouldn't be considered a Rishon because that's not called the use. Since you're walking through it, walking through is called a uh, is called the use. So if the rabbin, if the public walks through, so that's called they walk. In other words, that's called the rishus rabbin. It, it functions as the rishus rabbin. The rabbin walks there. But if they only use it using it with difficulty is not called the use. And because of that, it wouldn't get a shame rishus rabbin. So therefore, an amun a pillar rishus rabbin that's ninth vachim tall that people use with ease that's called rishus rabbin. But a pit in the ground when it's ninth vachim deep, even though the public uses it, it's aydiadchak. It's not called. A shimush and therefore it doesn't get the shame. Rishatram, it's considered a kamis. Om Rav Yudah says Yudah another lacha. Hi zirzadikani, a bundle of reeds of sticks. So you have a long, tall bundle of sticks of reeds. Rama, so you throw it down, meaning you know it could stand uh, erect or it could be lying down on the ground. So Rama means you throw it, then it should be lying down. Exactly. Then you pick it up, you straighten it up from the back, and then Rama you throw it down. Exactly. Then you pick it up again from the back. This is actually a way of moving it along the street. You have it standing up erect, and then you push it over, and then you pick up the backside, and you push it over, and then you pick up the backside, and it's, it's moving along. Lo So you're not going to be chayiv for that. That's not called otzah. Even though it went, you know, 10, 20, 30 amos, you're not chayiv, because you never actually did an akira. You never picked it up. You just picked up one side, and the other side is on the ground. Adakli, until you actually uproot it, until you actually pick it up, you're not going to be chayiv. Oh, remember we said before in Vavamid Aleph, that um, the Bryce there was talking about Rishus Rabbim, Rishus Yachid, Carmelis, and Malcolm Bittur. And it said there at the end, Adam Aymid Alayiskuba, a person could stand on the Iskupa, right, the stoop at, the, at a doorway, and he could be standing there, Naitlami Balabayas, he could take something from the Balabayas in the home in the Rishus Yachid, Venaisal, and give something to him. Naitlami Ani, he could also take from the Ani in the street, and the Rishus Rabbim, Venaisal, and give things to him. So, hi, Iskupa, my. So, this Iskupa, this stoop, my, what is it exactly? What's its status? If this Kupa is Rishus Arabim, how could he be Naitomi Balabais? How could he take something from the Balabais? He's taking something from Rishus Yachid out of Rishus Arabim. It can't be that the Iskupa is a Rishus Arabim. So, Ella, what is it? It's, a, it's an Iskupa of Rishus Yachid? Then Naitaminani, he could take something from Minani. How could he take from the Ani in the street? He's bringing something in from Shusrab and Shusyachid. That can't be. Eli's Kupa is Karmelis. So what then? These Kupas are Karmelis? So then Naitaminani and the Chachila, he can take things and give them the Chachila either way. So, so, Visura Mia Isa, right? In any event, even if it's not a Deraisa, it is an Isra Derabanan. So it can't be that it's a Karmelis because then it would be Asr to be Naito or to be Naisa. Ella is Kuba Malcolm Petur. Ella, so it's got to be that these Kubas are Malcolm Petur, right? Just a regular Malcolm Petur going like uh, the less they are, but it doesn't have four by four Tzvachim. <coughs> if it's less than four by four Tzvachim, so we learned that that's considered a Malcolm Petur. It's not a Shizyachid, it's not a Karmelis, it's not a Shizrabim. And therefore, it's mutter to go from there anywhere. You can go from there, you can put something from there into the Shizrabim or the Shizrabim. And just like the following, the Chiyasr of Dimi, when Rav Dimi came, Amar, he said over Rabbi Yechanan, in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, 
Right? If a place that's less than four by four tvachim, it's mutter for both the people from the Shusayachid as well as the people from the Shusayachid to be makatifal, right? To put things on there when they want to rest. They can use it. Put something from the Shusayachid onto there or from the Shusayachid onto there. It's not a problem because it's a makom betur. But they shouldn't exchange. Meaning you shouldn't have a person from Shusayachid putting something there and then taking it from there into the Shusayachid or from the Shusayachid onto there and then from onto there into the Shusayachid because then we make a gzaira that you might go directly from one Rishus to the next, without using the Makam Batura, so that's in the Siddur Rabbana. Okay, so we said, This is also on Vavim and Aleph, it's that same idea that you can take something from the Makam Batura into the Shusra Avim, or into the Shusra but don't take from the Balabayas in the house, and give to the Ani, or Miani, or take from the Ani in the street, from the Balabayas, and give to the Balabayas. But the price is, if you did take and give, so somebody standing on this, uh, is Kubo, which is a Makam Batur, takes something from the Balabayas in the Rishas Yachid, and he passes it on to the Andi in the Rishas Rabbim, Shalash Nebuchadnezzar, everybody is Pater. So it says the Gemara, Leima, Tiyavi Tiyavta Drava, so the Chaya, let's say that this is a Tiyavta and Rava, Dom Rava, because Rava says, Hamavir Chayfetz Mitchilas Arba, Osef Arba, Mitchilas Arba, Osef Arba, person transfers something from the beginning of four Amos to the end of four Amos, Rishas Rabbim, in the street. Afo Pishavir Darach Alav, even though he passed it over himself, means above himself, above ten tvachim, meaning he picks it up and he carries it more than ten tvachim above the ground, <coughs> which is a makom petur. He puts it down after four amos, and he's chayiv. So you see that even though it passes through a makom petur, you're chayiv. So what's the difference if you pick it up and you carry it over four tvachim, over for over ten tvachim, which is a makom petur, and you put it down that you're going to be chayiv, and whereas when you take it from the shesrabim over this makom petur. And then you put it into the Shosyachid, there you're going to be Pater. What's the difference? You see that when it goes through a Malcolm Petur, you're Pater. So why in Rabbi's case, when it's, when it goes through the Malcolm Petur, you're going to be Chayv, the Chayv, the So the says, no, In Rabbi's case, it didn't come to rest. Right? You picked it up, you carried it above Tadvach, and then you put it down. There was no Hanacha, there was an Akira. And then four hours later, there was Hanacha. Even though it passed through the Malcolm Petur, you'll still be Chayv. As opposed to our case, the person standing in the middle, he picked something up from the Rishas Rabbim, or the person in the Rishas Rabbim passed it to him. And then, since he's holding it on the stoop, on the skupa, it's considered that it's a munach. Then he passes it to the person in the Rishas Yachid. So that was two stages. It was nach in the middle. It went from the Rishas Rabbim to the Malcolm Petur, and then from the Malcolm Petur to the Rishas Yachid, and that's why you're pater. If it wouldn't have stopped in a Hanami, then you would be chayv. That would be like if somebody was standing in the Rishas Rabbim and he passes it over the Malcolm Petur and puts it down in the Rishas Yachid, or vice versa, then you would be chayv.